Welcome to the Women in Leadership podcast. My name is Marianne Metz, and I'll be your host. As a female navigating the challenges that rise with leadership, I wanted to start a conversation with you as a woman in the workforce myself and offer a resource for leadership excellence. This podcast series is sponsored by Ascension Transformation Solutions, your business transformation technology partner. As you tune in to listen, you will meet Debbie Collard and Susan Ireland, our leadership experts who will be answering questions to offer you exclusive insights to help you thrive in your career. Stick around. Hi, and welcome back to the Women in Leadership podcast series. I have with me Debbie Collard and Susan Ireland. How are you both doing today? Doing great, Marianne. Thanks for having us. Great. Thank you. It's good to see you. And you know, Debbie and I are in different states, so it's nice to see you too, Debbie. Yeah, you too, (laughs) Susan. In today's episode, we're talking about setting goals for the new year that starts in less than two days. Can you believe it? Tomorrow night, we will be surrounded by friends and family counting down the last 10 seconds of this year and soon after celebrating a new calendar year with streamers or fireworks with a new excitement and hope. But before we get to tomorrow, we have to chat today about our new year resolutions. How do you want this year to be different? What kinds of leadership tactics should you include for your vision board for 2021? And when should you start implementing new procedures in your workplace for the most effective results? We're going to answer all these questions and many more here on the podcast today. So let's dive right in. Let's do it. So what is a vision board and what are the key elements that are needed for a successful year? Well, according to Jack Canfield, author and motivational speaker, a vision board is a visualization tool used to build a collage of words and pictures that represent your goals and your dreams. Your brain will work tirelessly to achieve the statements that your subconscious mind has. But when those statements are affirmations and images of your goals, you are destined to achieve them. There are several key elements that you should include for your realistic goals for the year and motivational quotes or phrases that can be a loud and clear voice to your overall vision. You know, Marianne, you have a lot of energy around this, and that's awesome. I love that quote from Jack Canfield, especially the part about affirmations and images making you destined to achieve the goals. I've had experience with vision boards, but we didn't call them that. It was um, more storyboards. So building a board of pictures that tells a story or describes a particular focus area. So that story could be about a vision um, that someone is inspired by and passionate about achieving is the way I've experienced this in the past. And I'm a very visual person. So I really resonate with the concept of seeing a vision or story in a mixture of pictures and words and the idea that our subconscious mind takes that in and continues to work on it and cogitate about it, even when we're not aware of it. And then hopefully that, you know, brings us to uh, a resolution about a direction that we want to take. Yes, I love that. Susan, did you have any thoughts you wanted to add? Well, I really like vision boards too, and I've done several myself. I find them a creative way, like Debbie was saying, and you were saying that um, to explore things that make me happy and make connections in different areas that I might not have seen before without doing this. 
I especially like doing this with my family or friends because doing them together is a is a good way to connect, but then they see things in my what I'm putting together that I might not see. You know, they kind of point out my blind spots. But I think it's a really good starting point to find out what really makes me tick and what's really like piquing my interest um, uh, in a fun, creative way. It's, it's really fun. And it is amazing what happens when you get start to get clear on what your vision is. Yes. And to have those attainable and realistic goals, what kind of key elements do you advise for our listeners today? And do any of them align with the key elements you have set in place at Seasons? <laughs> you know, for Seasons specifically, Susan and I started with setting our vision, mission, and values. I wouldn't say we created a vision board, although that would have been a great idea. But we did have all these elements included, and we set up um, large post-it easels and wrote them all out so they were visually in front of us. So kind of a modification on a vision board. But our why, what drives us to develop women leaders, our what, the Seasons Leadership Program and its contents, our vision, our mission. You know, our wheelhouse at Seasons is leadership. And we both believe that setting a vision aligned with your values is what good leaders do. So we walk that talk when we set up seasons. What do you think, Marianne? I think you're absolutely right. Um, someone that I was researching earlier this week is Elizabeth Ryder, who is an author and health coach. And she wrote a great article about this that is linked today in our show notes for you. But she says, on your vision board, you should include anything that inspires and motivates you. So the purpose of your vision board is to bring everything to life, which is my first goal when I'm doing my own vision board. First, think about what kinds of goals are in the areas that you would like to reach. Are you going to focus on relationships this year or advancing your career or your finances? Do you want to focus on travel or personal growth or your health? As you're going through this process of self-reflection, you must begin to reflect upon this past year and then start asking yourself questions that will inspire growth for this coming year. I love that. That's a great use for a vision board. Yeah. I, uh, when I do a vision board, I find, you know, I get a variety of magazines and color pens and pencils and stickers, you know, whatever to get my juices, creative juices flowing. Um, when I do that, then I take a step back and I look and see if there's themes or patterns that I haven't noticed before. Like, is there, a, a, here's a really good thing, is I look and see, is there anything missing? So is there something that I have completely avoided? And what's that all about? So it could be, you know, like maybe I don't have anything on there about financial goals. And I think like, oh, maybe that's something that I need to like look at. Am I avoiding that for some reason? Or maybe there's animals all over it. And then I realize I've got a passion for animals, but I don't really have any animals in my life. <laughs> so this starts to help me hone in on where I want to put my focus for the next year. Yes, I love that. 
Did you have also anything you'd like to share to our listeners who may be struggling with setting achievable goals in the past and how they would like to be successful in 2021? So the vision board starts the process, but then you need to like clarify that. So like we were talking about is like hone in um, because I found my vision boards are pretty broad and talk about a lot of things. But in order to achieve goals, you really got to like narrow in that vision and get it clarified as much as possible. And then things start to happen like it's almost like magic. Um, there's a quote and it's a Goethe quote, uh, a German poet and philosopher that I just love. And and I know I'm just reading this, but I've had this quote in my daily planner for probably 20 years because it's so um, powerful to me. But it says, whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now. So really, it's the taking action that is going to bring your vision to life. I have a quote that supports that. I just thought of when you said it and it's from Walt Disney, who is my favorite leader of all time. And the quote is, if you can dream it, you can do it. Right. I love that. That's right. But as you pointed out, Susan, it's the doing. Right. Making it happen. It's the doing it. Yes. And as we move on through our discussion today, Debbie, what advice can you share with our listeners who may struggle with self-reflection as they begin to set goals for this new year? I really liked what Susan just shared about um, getting really creative and pulling out the magazines to cut up and the colored markers and the stuff and, and stepping back from what she's creating to look at it and see what's missing or or whether there are key themes. Um, So that's one I hadn't even thought of about if someone's struggling with self-reflection that they can try. But there's a number of things that that they can try. They can look at feedback from other people. You know, have you gotten feedback or input from people you work with or people you're close to that you can use as part of that input to the self-reflection? And if not, seek it out. Get a good friend and say, hey, I really want candid feedback about, you know, this, that, or the other thing that you're trying to consider. And another thing you can do is give yourself the time and space of just being quiet. Sometimes um, we're so busy that our brain and heart can't even get a word in edgewise or bring any feedback to our conscious mind. So if we just stop and be and listen, we might get some really good self-reflection. And there's different ways you could even make that happen. You could take a walk, you could meditate, you could just sit quietly for a bit. In one of the novels I've just been reading, the main character always went to the same spot when he needed to solve a problem or think something through. And if you think about it, you may have a spot like that that you can use to help you self-reflect. Um, one last idea I have to throw out here is you could get a reflection partner. 
Coaches are really objective reflection partners, and they're able to hold up a mirror to you to help you see the blind spots that you literally can't see and probably aren't aware of. And I guess the last piece that goes with any of these pieces of advice on people who struggle with self-reflection is you got to be willing to listen to yourself when you're self-reflecting and to the other input you get to contribute to your self-reflection. Because if you don't take it in and um, absorb it and make it your own, then you're not going to be able to act on it. Right. And Debbie, what I'm, I didn't hear you say, which I know is one of your number ones is journaling. Yes. Journaling. I should have, I should have put that out there. That is one of my number ones. <laughs> yes. I find that I find there's something about writing that just like unleashes the unconscious. But again, you just, you have to do it. You know, you can't think about journaling. You actually have to do it. And I like this process um, where it's called morning pages and just in the morning, just write for three pages. Don't um, edit. Don't, don't, don't be critical about what you're writing. Just kind of free write and see what happens. And there's some amazing things that I find about myself when I do that. It's, it's, it's kind of like, where did that come from? But uh, it's a, it's welcome. Mm -hmm. And for people who are intimidated by journaling and they're out there, um, it does get so much easier with time. I re re uh, recently recommended to somebody that they start journaling and they wrinkled their nose and said, Oh, I don't, I don't like writing. I don't want to journal. And I said, look, just, I learned this in high school, actually, you guys, that was a long time ago, but I learned this. If you just sit down with a blank sheet of paper, set a timer, start the timer and just start writing. And if Susan says, don't be critical of it. Don't, you don't have to have a focus or anything. Just let flow, whatever flows out of your pen. And it's important by the way, to not do it on a computer. We have enough technology. It's important to have that tactile connection and just let whatever flows out, flow out and start with a minute and then work your way up. And pretty soon you'll find that it's second nature to you to journal. I have to throw in one more thing because this might be helpful to people because I know one of my roadblocks in journaling was I didn't want to mess up the pretty journal. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds dumb, but I thought if I'm going to write something in here, I got, it's got to be good. I got to have to do the handwriting that I don't, I spent, you know, $12 on this thing. I don't want to write. And so what I found is I have more success just getting blank old computer paper and just writing on the computer paper. I don't feel bad about wasting something pretty. And I, there I have it. <laughs> I am the same way. I like everything to look nice and pretty. And if the front of my bullet journal is organized and then the first page is a nightmare, then I get a little intimidated by myself. But for people who, yes, who struggle with not knowing what to write, um, like Debbie said, listening to others' feedback is a great way to start. And even as we come to the end of this year, maybe look back on your performance evaluation from your boss at your job. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Normally, they have great categories that you can reflect on and add that into the goals for your next coming year. 
I know I struggle with setting the right type of goals. So a few things that I like to look for is how my showmanship is coming across, my professionalism, and things of that nature um, encourage me to work on myself and my personal growth within my career. Can you both share with us what kinds of leadership tactics our listeners can potentially include on their vision boards as you talk about at Seasons, and how should they decide what tactics are the best fit for them? So in Seasons, we introduce our participants to the concept of having a leadership system, what it is, why it's important, and what's included in it. And then we have them build their own so that they learn what it is, and then they learn more by doing it for themselves. Um, Simply put, a leadership system is a visual representation, like we were talking on the vision boards, of how the leader is going to lead their organization. So it's a vision board for leaders. It includes who are their stakeholders? What's their vision or mission? What values do they have? What actions are they taking as leaders? Things like setting the direction for the organization, setting goals and measurements, recognizing their employees, and continuous improvement. Um, Susan and I went through the process because we like to practice what we preach, and we created one for Susan's Seasons to use as an illustration and teach our participants how to create their own. It's, it's going to be different, definitely, for each leader or organization, but most of them, I think, are going to have similar elements in them. The magic, really, is in the implementation of that system into your everyday leading of the organization. Um, but one important concept for both organizations and individuals, and we deal with both at Seasons, is setting goals and having a method to make progress on achieving them. So we talked about that a little about having your vision and where you want to go. And you can have a very inspiring vision. You can be totally committed to achieving it. But if you don't put those goals in place that help you move in the right direction towards that vision, you're probably never going to get there. So um, as Susan mentioned a little bit ago, the important part is start doing them, start, you know, making progress on them. And those elements are what we talk about both in the leadership system at Seasons, but for individuals as they go through the program. And in fact, we start off the program with uh, a conversation about what they want to achieve. So Susan, over to you for the next part. Right. So, well, some people have trouble getting started with defining specific goals. Mm-hmm. And so a solution is to take a step back and then tr- instead of trying to figure how you're going to accomplish something, think about or, or how or what you're going to do. Think about why you're doing it. So once you have the why, the how and the what become much easier. Uh, Simon Sinek, uh, who's one of Debbie and my favorites, in his book, Start With Why, describes the naturally occurring pattern that he calls the golden circle. The circle works from the inside out and starts with the why and then progresses to the how and to the what. This is the order in which inspiring leaders think, act, and communicate. It's also the opposite of the rest of us. So if you think about this, like why, if, if you think about what your goal is, if you think, let's take you, Marianne, you said you, one of your goals is to 
to um, uh, about how your how your performance is for the year. And so you think, well, okay, why is that important to you? Maybe it's because uh, you want to increase your reach and you want to help more people um, and get and and uh, get them information that is helpful to them. Right. So that's why you're doing it. That's what inspires you. So setting the goal might be not that you get so many more listeners, but maybe that your impact is greater and more people are having a positive difference in their lives. And so your goal maybe is around that. So it's it's an inspiring goal that helps you keep working on it, you know, and keep seeing progress on it, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to put it. I love that. So now that we know that goals are important, and you mentioned, as I like to call it, the implementation intimidation. (laughs) How do we achieve these goals? Because we hear all too often about people breaking their goals, and even sometimes before the end of January. What advice can we give for people to achieve their goals on time? Well, you know, one of the problems with goals that people set is that they set unrealistic ones or they pack too many goals in at the same time instead of focusing on those one or two inspiring, important ones that align with their why. Um, they don't know how to measure their progress on the goals, mm. or maybe they set unrealistic timeframes to see those results. And maybe it's a combination of all of these things. <laughs> uh, but Susan and I have a simple five-step process to setting and achieving goals that we use at Seasons. Uh, step one is choose your focus. And we've talked a little bit about that here today. Two is identify your inspiration or your why. Three is creating your goal. Four is verifying that your goal is smart. And what by that we mean that it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-phased. And then five, get accountability support. Um, we have, by the way, a free downloadable worksheet on our almanac blog at seasons.com for anyone who wants to follow this simple and effective process. And all of that fits together and makes sense. But can you explain a little bit more how a focused goal fits into someone's overall vision and how you can ensure that they achieve it? You know, Marianne, people can have different goals for different aspects of their life. It's wonderful if the different goals are aligned or that together contribute to their overall vision. But that's not always realistic, right? And whether they do that or they're independent, those goals should be something that moves you forward towards what you want, your desired end state. Although, by the way, it's never an end state. You're always constantly reaching for a new vision. But for goals to be effective in moving you towards the vision, you actually have to make progress on achieving them. And one key ingredient, once you've created and verified your goal, is to get that accountability support. So creating a structure to support you in the actions. It could be a regular check-in with a friend or mentor, tracking progress in a journal, because I like journaling, um, or whatever accountability method works for you. And the really important part, really important part, is to celebrate your accomplishments along the way. As human beings, we are all too prone to 
looking at what's in front of us instead of pausing and taking a moment to acknowledge our progress that we're making towards achieving our vision and celebrating those achievements along the way helps re-motivate us and get the, keep the energy up towards the really hard slog towards achieving the vision. Right. I would, I would add that it's important to think of this as a process because um, it's, you take baby steps towards your goal, not, not, you can't just jump and achieve it. And smaller steps can, uh, will get you there eventually, um, but it also gives you time to, as you are moving towards your goal, to evaluate, is this really the goal that you want to, to meet? So um, I think people give up on their goals too soon because they start it, and maybe it really wasn't a goal that they really were committed to. Or it really wasn't, it wasn't theirs. Maybe it was their boss or their family, or maybe it was something that they thought they should do. And then goal setting becomes very, um, it's not energizing. It doesn't feel like you're accomplishing anything. So it's really important to keep, keep that in track. What are you trying to achieve? Why are you trying to achieve it? And is it, really align to your values and what you want in life. There's no harm. There's nothing bad about changing your goals when you find out that, uh-oh, this really isn't what I want. So then you make a, a shift but and then make some more goals and, and make some steps along the way that are measurable that knows you, that, so you can check that you're achieving it but you're continually moving forward. It may not be a straight line, like from here to there, but uh, the journey along the way will actually get you farther along and what your heart really wants, what your dreams really are um, uh, over time. Yes, I would absolutely agree. Having to work diligently is key, I believe. Maintaining your goals, tracking your progress, and having realistic goals, especially for this time period. This year alone has taught me all about resilience and perseverance. I learned how to use the virtual platform for educational purposes and for work purposes. I learned how to adapt to lifestyle changes. And most importantly, I understood how to maintain the health and wellness of those around me better in today's conditions. So what I'd like to bring into 2021 is my new founded attitude of resilience that I didn't have before. And I'd like to maintain this throughout all the shortcomings that life throws at us for 2021. So what is something that you have learned from this year that you would like to implement into the new year? And what advice do you have about implementing new procedures in the workplace? Marianne, first of all, I wanted to say, I think that's an amazing learning and very um, self-aware of you to have taken that from, from what happened this year to us all. And um, when I think about what my learnings have been this year, I learned something that I, you know, probably have learned over 50 times. I don't know. <laughs> but I recommitted to it. And, and that is to be true to myself 
and my goals and then apply that planning for the coming year. So 2021 and beyond. I love to be involved in things, lots of different things. And that can get me in trouble and cause me to be overextended. So what I learned this year by being forced to slow down a little bit is that I'm happier when I don't say yes to every opportunity, when I'm selective about my opportunities and choosing to do those things that are aligned with my vision and my values. And the second part of the question you asked about was, you know, applying that in the workplace and um, not to harp on this topic, but being aligned with your vision and values, whether it's for your work, your personal or all of it together is so important because that allows us to work on the things that really are important to us and really are going to matter for the long run. And sometimes we get caught up with busy work just whatever comes thrown at us and just to accomplish that. And we say, but I didn't do any of the work I wanted to do on this goal. And so staying, staying aligned and keeping your goals aligned is really important. Susan, did you have anything you'd like to add today? Well, I'm learning that there's a lot more than I want to do. And this requires getting out of my comfort zone. So this year I've been out of my comfort zone quite a bit. And this podcast is one of those comfort zones. (laughs) (laughs) But I've also learned that I I can't wait till it's I'm perfect or I to move. I've got to act and just start. Yes. Um, so that's that's one of the things that I'm working at is being comfortable with being uncomfortable, being out of that zone. Um, so I really thank you for the opportunity to test this out. <laughs> Absolutely. You do a fantastic job here on the podcast and we love having you. Thank you. And by the way, Susan, you're already perfect. You're the perfect you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've greatly enjoyed today's vision boarding discussion for our new year that's right around the corner. As we come to a close for today's episode, do we each have one final piece of advice for our listeners who may want to start on their vision board tonight before the new year arrives? Well, go you if you want to start on it tonight. That's awesome. Um, My advice is this. Your vision, no matter the size of it or the complexity of it, is yours. Own it. Follow it. Nurture it. Stay true to your direction and not to anybody else's. The vision, your true north, your why doesn't change, even though the path to get there often does. That's great. Fantastic. Mine, I feel like we could almost end it right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mine is, the, mine is a lot the same, is don't wait. Start and act. Yes. Take those baby steps, those micro actions in the direction of your vision and over time it's like that compounding value by the end of the year you will be so much closer to your vision that you'll look back and say like well i'm so glad i started what day is it today december 30th and i have one more marianne can i have one more absolutely and if you want to work on your leadership skills and get development, 
This is the time. Get started and you can sign up for Seasons. We're taking applications right now at our website at seasonsleadership.com. And we'd love to have you in the program. Yeah. I, okay. So we're we're talking about Seasons. I just got to jump in too. <laughs> is that we talked about this setting up a structure for yourself to help with accountability and support in your goals. Yes. Having... Having that structure, setting that up is so important. So if it's Seasons Leadership, which we'd love to have you, but there's a lot of groups out there from free to, or, you know, you can pay for them. Um, My advice is to join something, do something, gather your friends, um, and put together this accountability group and structure that will help you keep to your commitments, your self-commitments over the year. That's an amazing thing. We saw that in Seasons Leadership in 2020, and the people that were in our group accomplished amazing things, but they did it in community. It's it's a it's a affirming way to be, and um, I think it really supports your goals. Yes. I was going to just add, set realistic goals and timeframes for those goals. Don't forget to track your progress, whether that's in your journal or with your accountability partner. I'm super excited to even add to my vision board after today's discussion with our key elements that you teach at Seasons. So thank you for sharing today, guys. You're very welcome. Great. Thank you. And tune in on Women's Wednesdays for more episodes, and we will see you guys next time. See you next time. Thanks, Marianne. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today on the Women in Leadership podcast series. If you loved our podcast, we encourage you to sign up for the Seasons Leadership Coaching Program, a year-long leadership program for women designed to support your growth and success as a professional. The program was created to help motivate female leaders and further their self-awareness to live into their potential while making a difference. For more information or to register yourself for Seasons Leadership, visit their website at seasonsleadership.com and follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn to stay connected. See you next time.